0: This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK.
1: BBC Sounds, music, radio, podcasts. And cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Partly balls. Down the track comes scoring this time, Chicken X. It's either six or out. It's six. Hello and welcome back to No Balls Cricket Podcast with me, microphone-less Hartley and you, Kate Cross.
0: Unprofessional Hartley. I'm sat here with my microphone, my laptop, all sorted and you're in bed
1: <laughs> and you're not, even, you're not even got your laptop with you. Honestly, another stinker. my laptop's right where you're sat on the sofa. Yeah,
0: I've put it on your bed for you. It was in the way.
1: Thank you. I left it there so I remember to bring it and the podcast equipment did I remember to bring it no no
0: absolutely not how are you doing
1: um I'm really tired you we have you well (laughs) (laughs) good start I've just woken up from a nap
0: (laughs) it's 7 30 p.m
1: yeah (laughs) that's how I'm feeling what about you do you know what I'm all right
0: I've had a shocking journey home so we left Canterbury Honestly, I could have flown from France quicker than the drive back from Canterbury. It took me six hours. Shambles.
1: That is a shambles. I mean, it's a long way. When you're in Canterbury, you are closer to France than you are home.
0: You're closer to most European cities than Manchester, I reckon. (laughs) So far away. And I feel like whoever planned the summer really didn't think about the Northern girls when they finished it in Canterbury.
1: Maybe they live in Canterbury.
0: Mr. Fixture, man or woman, please put us at Old Trafford next year or something. Even, I take Edinley. You, had, it, didn't
1: you had a family day, didn't you? Which which was in Canterbury. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll go on to that because that's going to be part of my trough and peak of the week. But um, it was actually a really lovely evening. Um, but yeah, you're, you're up, in London you're
1: now? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm here for until Saturday because we've got the Bob Willis final.
0: So you're commentating on that. It's nice to see you supporting the boys wearing your (laughs) Lancashire. You absolute badger. Absolute
1: badger. Come on, the boys.
0: Come on, the Red Rose. So they're playing... Weird, isn't it? Because they didn't win the championship, Lancashire. We're talking about men's cricket. Lancashire didn't win the championship, but now they can compete for the... Bob Willis trophy against the team that did win the championship
1: yeah right so Warwickshire have won the championship they're going to be well up for the Bob Willis trophy try and do the double wait wait,
0: are they or are they going to be kind of hungover
1: well and then then my thought is that the Lancashire boys have lost the championship they don't want to be playing in the Bob Willis final
0: I think it'll be the other way around I think the championship is what everyone wanted and Lancashire now have got a little bit of a point to prove because they didn't win that But it was down to other results, wasn't it? So they'd won their game, they did everything they could and they were relying on Warwickshire to lose to Somerset and then they didn't. So I think they're going to have a little bit of, you know, a bit of grit between their teeth and I think they're going to try and win it.
1: Do you know those likes, boys? They'll have just been out getting drunk and going, oh well. Hartley, Sam Hain from Warwickshire messaged me, yes,
0: today, Monday, saying congratulations on 50 ODI wickets, I've just sobered up. They finished... (sighs) six days ago no way they turned up
1: I love that
0: no way
1: oh gosh yeah so I'm here you're at home you got a bit of time off
0: yeah I got three weeks off now oh and I'm gonna book a holiday and honestly it feels like I can't the last time we went on holiday or I went on holiday was when we went on that bloody cruise yeah and that was like three years ago so I'm so excited to have a haul just it was two years ago
1: was that all it was? Yeah, because then COVID hit last year.
0: Bloody COVID! Um, no, I'm genuinely—I've had the best summer. Like, I've had a summer to remember. I've absolutely loved it. I could carry on playing cricket if we went on the to- tour to Pakistan. I would have been fine, but I'm so ready for some rest and relaxation and a bit of time at home and you know, yeah. get ready to go again, kind of thing.
1: Oh, what, where are you going to go on holiday? What are you going to do?
0: I don't know yet. I don't know. We'll we'll have a look at it. But come on, we need to have a chat. I've got sticky notes to get through and we've got trough and Peak of the Week to do. What do you want to start with?
1: And we're going to do some emails.
0: Yes, we open the DMs. We've got so many we people did. DMing us.
1: Okay, love that. Shall so we do trough and... Peak of the Week. Peak of the Week. It's back for the third week running. It was a bit crap I last week. I love that. It? Yeah, it was a bit crap, but this is, so was the whole podcast.
0: Yeah, oh, shambles. Everyone that said that they enjoyed last week's, you must have been drunk because it was terrible.
1: <laughs> or oh, they're just true fans.
0: Yeah. I can, I can probably say it now, but you remember I said like, I'm a bit flat, a bit tired? Yeah. We, we were in the middle of that incident where we'd had a potential threat to the team and we were, yeah. stuck, <laughs> we were stuck in the hotel in Stratford. We couldn't leave because of that and then I think why was I recording a podcast on the day that we were getting potentially threatened as a team
1: (laughs) yeah a bit bizarre but we thought let's pass some time and do the (laughs) podcast
0: just just in case let's get another episode out so we just whack one out
1: oh it's always best when you just whack them out
0: yeah podcast purposes
1: go on then what's your trough or peak of the
0: week I'm gonna start with my trough of the week and Al, oh, I've come home again. I've been away for three weeks. I
1: don't know I've what come I've done home now. And it's tidy. I know it's tidy. It's not,
0: t- no, tidy is a strong word. <clears throat> I wouldn't say tidy. It's definitely tidier than when I last came home. There's, I, I don't know what you've been doing in the fridge, but I've had to throw away something which you told me was mayonnaise and it now looks like marmalade. So I was cleaning that out for 10 minutes. There's a cupboard's open again. Cupboard's open? Yeah, you just must leave the cupboards open. I don't know how
1: you manage it. Well, do you know why? It's easier to leave them open than it is to shut them. What? Then you don't have to keep opening them when you need stuff out of them.
0: Anyway, it's better than it was when I last came home, so there is a drastic improvement, so well done you. Um, But you you definitely didn't have a clean before you left.
1: No, I did. Well, I I had a hurry. I had a hurry round.
0: You've not done a round at all. There's crumbs on the top, which I mean, I know that you've not because that's not like you.
1: Yeah, honestly, that that's where I'm at with life at the minute. I think that could be my trough of the week. Trough <laughs> well.
0: of the week, crumbs on the top of the counter. <laughs> it's not bad actually. If that's your trough of the week, then you're doing all right.
1: No, I have. I've got a peak, a trough, and peak of the week. But do you want to do your peak first? No, you go. My, well, my trough and peak are kind of the same thing. So I'll do peak first. My peak of the week is I'm going on holiday, I'm going to Santorini and I'm going with my mum and I can't wait for a bit of a holiday, like not at a holiday since the last time we went.
0: <laughs> Three years ago,
1: we did the cruise. Three years ago. <laughs> Do
0: you know what though, part of, there's a bit of backstory to that, isn't there? Because we probably have touched on this on the podcast, but we were going to go to Santorini on the cruise. We went to bed, we'd left Mykonos, we woke up, we're in Corfu. Oh, we might have been in Santorini. And they basically cancelled that part of the trip because it was too windy.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to Santorini. We looked at going to Santorini together. Yeah. But the dates don't work. So my trough of the week is that I'm doing four days on my own.
0: I mean, that might be a good thing for you.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's kind of sad. It is. Like, when have I got to that point in life when I've got no friends to go on holiday with?
0: It's not that you've got no friends to go on holiday with. It's the fact that you knew that you were getting a holiday a week ago, and you can't just ask your friends to take time off. And I'm in the same predicament. Can't just make my friends take time off in two weeks' time because they've got real life. Real life is yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it it, it is quite difficult. And a lot of the girls are going away together. But I was a little bit like, I need to kind of not be around cricketers for a while. I think I just I need a proper break.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, my peak of the week is if I'm going to Santa Fe in the traffic My week is going on my own. Going on your
0: own. Or oh, at least we won't see any of it on social media or anything because it's not like you're going to have someone to talk to.
1: <laughs> Maybe you'll see more.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, God. Anyway, what's your peak of the week? Peak of the week
0: is a really self proclaimed one. And I don't normally do this, but I'm going to do it once. I and once only. smile. Pardon?
1: And once only.
0: Once only. I reached a milestone that I never, certainly this time last year, never imagined that I was going to get to. And I'm really kind of proud of it. I've got 50 one-day international wickets.
1: I mean, how good? There's a video on Twitter of your little face when you hear the announcement that you've got 50 wickets and you've got the biggest grin on your face ever.
0: Do you know what? it's funny that because people assume that they know what's going on when they hear things and see things and there's a bit where I'm putting my hat on and talking to Heather isn't there yeah and she actually turned to me and she went do you fancy one more over and it would have been my eighth over in a row yeah and I was smiling going yeah yeah well yeah that'd be great and then when I'm putting my hat on and then the announcer announces it Glennie ran past me and says something to me nothing about my wickets she just says a little thing to me that's a little personal joke and that's what I was laughing at
1: oh how funny yeah
0: so I always get really you know when like you go to the crowd when you take a wicket and they clap I always got yeah. really embarrassed by that because I'm like oh what do you do like oh thanks put your thumb up nice cheers yeah just give them a little wave but I just didn't know what to do when the announcer announced it yesterday I was like oh thanks so it was actually quite helpful that Glennie ran past
1: yeah and made it look like you're smiling at the announcer yeah yeah nice <laughs>
0: yeah but it was like I saw a really lovely tweet actually I'm not going to go and find it because it'll probably take me a while because we've had loads of no balls tweets recently but some someone tweeted basically saying oh it was on the back of your tweet actually saying you're proud best friend and yeah. someone replied along the lines of day one listeners can also really appreciate what this achievement is because they know what I've gone I've gone through and this time last year we literally recorded a podcast when I was sadder than sad and thinking about retiring from cricket and I guess when you do your interviews and stuff and you get like 45 seconds to talk on Sky about what it means to reach a milestone like that but no one really sees what goes into it but because we yeah and
1: you can't explain it can you in 45 seconds
0: no you can't do it justice and I think that was one of the main reasons we wanted to start this podcast wasn't it that you give a real insight into what professional sport is like and the ups and the downs and I think we've been so honest about that all the way through that like the outpouring that I got yesterday and the messages that I got were just so sincere and so lovely and I was so overwhelmed by it all and it's kind of all been a bit of a whirlwind this summer but like I said I've loved it
1: and yeah I was just quite emotional with it so it's my peak of the week. And so it it should be Crossy because you've got 50 international wickets and that is world class.
0: It's just mad, isn't it? And I also, yeah. this week as well, shouldn't be another people a week, scored more runs than wickets taken <laughs> in international cricket. <laughs> Someone tweeted me to oh. tell me. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I was like 51, w- 51 runs and 30, 47 wickets or something at the time. <laughs>
1: love that. I love that. You were also, you're also the joint fourth fastest Englishman woman you know man no, to 50
0: no. wickets yeah is that that impressive I don't I don't think it is
1: there's only three other people ahead of you they've oh, got yes, to 50 wickets quicker that's why I'm fourth <laughs> quicker and one of them Sophie Eccleston is like the goat of cricket
0: yeah to be honest it's all been a bit random because I've taken loads of wickets this summer which is not like me that's not my role in the team to do that My role's to be boring and get wickets for Sophie at the other end or Anya or Catherine. But I've had loads this summer, so I must have been dead crap at the start of my career. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, what have you been doing? What was I doing in those first 20 games where I was just plodding along, taking, like, one wicket every six games? Yeah, it (laughs) was. How are you still there? (laughs) No wonder I had that mental breakdown. Bloody hell, I was crap.
1: (sighs) Tell you what was good yesterday. The fact that you finished your last game you were able to socialise with the general public.
0: We were, and the first thing we did, went to a club and got a VIP area and went away from everyone else.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we were in a nightclub in a VIP area.
0: So that we didn't get COVID because we didn't want to touch anyone so we can go on, to, on our holidays.
1: Oh, funny, funny. Have you got anything on your sticky note? I've got a few things,
0: yeah. and um, we've got, We've got something quite big to talk about, Al. Is it the batter batsman thing? Uh, no, no, we don't talk about anything cricket related on this podcast,
1: oh, Right, because that's on my sticky. <laughs> right,
0: is it? all right, we'll touch on that in a minute. Let's do a little bit of admin. I can't see you. You've you've gone off. Are you back? Yeah,
1: because you know I've not got my. Um, I'm on my phone, so you have to go on, on my sticky. Notes.
0: Pretty hell. Um, we've got something to tell people that we're doing on Sunday.
1: <gasps> right. We didn't want to say anything because we weren't sure if we were allowed to for a start, but it's happening.
0: It is. We, I mean, we put him on the spot, didn't we? And we wanted to find out who it was that didn't want us to do the crossover. With the The tail enders. The tail enders. And we're not doing a crossover. Well, we are. We're doing a live one.
1: We're doing the Manchester Apollo live show On the 3rd of October, which is your 30th birthday.
0: With Greg James, Felix White and Jimmy Anderson and Matching, they've invited us onto their actual real-life show in front of real-life people. And we've not even been on their podcast yet. How terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. It's all right, because we're going to be drunk. We've already planned it, haven't we? We're going to go out for a few drinks before it, and then we'll just blame everything on the alcohol if it's crap. But I was thinking...
1: You're going out for a meal beforehand with your parents. So I was thinking, I'll just have a little glass of potato on my own in-house, calm the nerves, We'll meet you
0: there. I've planned some timing for us to have a drink in Manchester beforehand. So if anyone is going to the show on Sunday... Yes. We kind of need a bit of support, don't we? We need, like, a few psychopaths to be there or some spuds or something to make us look good.
1: Yeah, because... Our biggest fear is that we're going to go on the tail enders and nobody's going to know who we are.
0: Everyone's going to be like, Who are these two fans that have won the opportunity to go on stage with these three? And it's going to be. Yeah, not good. But thinking about it, because there was obviously someone who didn't want us on the crossover, we still don't know who it is. We'll have to get. Maybe that can be how we first start talking on the show, is how we yeah. find it out who it was. But Jimmy must have given them some decent feedback about our podcast for them to then invite us on the live show. Maybe that was that's like a true. test the waters.
1: Yeah, maybe he was like, I'll go test the waters, see if these girls are all right. Oh, they've taken the piss out of me. Let's go. Yeah,
0: maybe that's what, because we actually put the phone down, well, put the Zoom down, didn't we? And we're like, oh God, we didn't ask the best bowler in the world anything about bowling.
1: Yeah, but that's all, that's what we
0: do. Snowballs, isn't it? Snowballs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that yeah so my, that's it.
0: Top of my sticky note, that one. I'm going to delete it now. Goodbye.
1: 3rd of October, Manchester Apollo. No balls, great Podcast. Live crossover with the tail enders.
0: I can't wait for us to record this podcast next Monday and probably be massively hungover because I'm going out three times next weekend for my birthday. And us be on, like, work out. We've been on their show for like three minutes that's all we got we thought we would doing the whole show and we've been on, on the stage for three minutes and got booted off or something
1: yeah nice that's so us. um top of my sticky note is actually something really important okay the batter batsman debate it's not a debate i mean right for all the people that are offended by batsmen turning into batter i think just wake up and get in the bin
0: Get yeah, you've got to get in the bin, haven't you? Because I noticed on Twitter, the only people who were offended by it or had any negative connotation about you know the rules of changing and it's not batsman anymore, it's batter, were men,
1: M- middle-aged men.
0: I I saw a few young people, I saw a few old people, but it was all men. And the problem with that is, and this, uh, if anyone saw my tweet, I'm just going to regurgitate it. If you have always had language that involves you batsman third man night watchman everything involves male people you're never going to feel excluded but for me and you growing up we never had anything to do with women in cricket it was always a male sport gentleman's sport so yeah. for us it's a huge step it's massive and it's not a big deal it really isn't. Like it really it blew my mind how many people got offended and had to say something about it on social media this week.
1: Yeah, it blew my mind how how big everyone made something that should have just been swept under the carpet and just everyone should have just been like, Yeah, cool. There's bowler, there's fielder, there's batter.
0: Yeah, and everyone then got offended not even offended, but they were like, Well, is batter the right word? It's very American. You go out and you bat. you're a batter oh my
1: god I'm so totally a batter
0: are people gonna get really confused because they're not called hitters
1: oh do you know what I'm gonna go out and I am such a batter now and then when I bowl, I'm a bowler like this (sighs)
0: yeah mental the world's literally a bit upside down isn't it and there's all sorts going on in the cricketing world at the minute like we spoke about not being able to go to Pakistan and threats and things like that and people getting caught up in a Batsman batter debate with Daisy Westbrook Talk- on Twitter, it's mental.
1: Talking of the world being upside down. I queued for 57 minutes today to put 45 pounds worth of petrol in my car.
0: Yeah, again, this was something that I had to tell you about. Do you remember when you were in Australia and I was like, Oh, you need to come home because there's a massive pandemic about to happen? And you're like, "No, nah, I was fine. like, nah. Nothing's happening over here, all good. And then the other day, you were like, "Yeah, there was massive queues for." Pe- I was only allowed to put thirty quid in. I was like, "Yeah, well, there's a massive shortage of like lorry drivers. It's a big deal at the minute." And you just didn't know,
1: just didn't have a clue. And then sat the services for fifty-seven minutes today, and I could only put forty-five pound in, but I had to fill up because I wouldn't have made it. To- I wouldn't have made it to London.
0: My uh, my parents came down to Canterbury. Oh, I said I was going to talk about that in peak of the week, and I just didn't. Um. We had a family day on Saturday night, so the ECB PCR tested our families, and it, obviously if they were able to travel to France to come and watch us play cricket, then <laughs> they, they could come down. And um, my mum and dad came down, but I, ha- I was similar to you. I was running out of petrol. I had like 60 miles left, 300 and odd miles to get home as well today. And my mum and dad blessed them. They went and found a petrol station on Sunday morning and filled my car up for me.
1: Well, I saw them Sunday morning. I was walking to the ground. And a cinchmobile went past. And I went, That's Dave and Christine crossing Cross's car. I said, Oh my god, she's not playing, is she? I said, What, what? I'm like, what on earth happened now? Anyway. Why would that mean I'm not gr- playing? I don't know. I thought you were injured, they were taking you somewhere. I don't know. All right, okay. I just catastrophized massively. Right. And then I walked in the back gate into it, it was you and Dad. And I was like, You're all right, why are you in Cross's car? we just thought we'd fill it up for her. I was like, well, that girl's pulled a blinder because she just filled the car up.
0: Honestly, what heroes? Not all, not all heroes wear capes. And yeah, they had to pay my parking as well, which was £20 overnight. So they had an expensive <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, there was just another bit of admin um, that I thought I'd touch on, but we've had a few tweets of people who are new listeners from the BBC and put off again because
1: I yeah. can't see you. Yeah, no, because I'm just reading my um, sticking out. Yeah, but you need to pay attention. <laughs> I am paying attention.
0: So we've had a few people tweeting us who are new fans from the BBC, and they don't know that we've got 80 episodes or so on our old
1: platform. Yeah, we have. It's and on people- all your podcast providers they've been pleasantly
0: surprised so we are currently under the tms provider so that's how you find us however if you go on your podcast provider and type in no balls you'll find all of our old episodes and we'd probably advise you not to listen to the first few because they were dead dead
1: (laughs) i listened to episode number three the other day and turned it off after seven minutes i was like we 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 used to be bad at podcasting yeah we were quite bad. but what it is it's the village podcast and it's raw it's authentic and it's me and you it's us
0: Um, So, yeah, go back and listen to them because a few people have been tweeting saying, oh, my God, there's 80 more episodes we did not know about. So, there you go. Well,
1: they're there. Um, Do you know how we're always really totally honest on this podcast and it's just me and you? Mm -hmm. I had the most horrific anxiety day the other day, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Oh, my God. It was that bad. My fitness band that I wear on my wrist thought, I'd done a run. <laughs> it's the whoops that we wear. They're um, they're
0: actually um they're a bit eye-opening aren't they when you have days like that because I remember I had a day after the 100. We'd been out for a drink and I'm always really really anxious after I've had alcohol. And my whoop was like a, a, a medium day of like activity yeah. and it was purely because of the anxiety of what alcohol does to you and
1: going on the yeah. night out. But it's yeah, you I remember you texting I did- me what, was it I hadn't Thursday, been out the night before yeah I hadn't been out or anything I just had a really bad day yeah
0: it happens though doesn't it and I think that was one of the first days as well that you'd stopped and sat and had a day in the flat as well where you'd literally no cricket to worry about no training to worry about no comms to worry about so you probably, it probably all hit you at once didn't it
1: it did I was just sat in the flat like there's no work there's no cricket there's no this what do I do where's my life going what am I doing am I bored am I not bored where's my house at what's going on I don't know what to think
0: Do you know what you should have done? You should have actually gone out for a run.
1: I know. I know I should have done, but I was so mentally tired and my tickle was working over time anyway.
0: (laughs) Doing it anyway. That's what you need, actually. Just have anxious days and you burn all the cows.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Have you got anything else? Are you sticking out? I do. Yeah, I've got something. (laughs) This is so
0: rogue. I've got written down here, traumatic ghost dreams. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) so me you and henry two fingers sent a meme to each other the other day didn't we about every everyone has got a dream that they had as a kid that they really vividly remember yeah and you told us
1: yours which is it's a game a live game of mario kart but it's me and my friends driving around a track like mario kart but we're getting bombed which (laughs) (laughs) is not funny
0: no, it's a traumatic ghost dream. It's not a tra-
1: Traumatic ghost story. We're getting bombed. My car gets bombed and I get out the car, survive it. And I have to run around the track, but I can't run. My legs don't work. And then everybody gets blown up, bar me. And it's really sad.
0: A traumatic ghost dream. And then I, I, I voice noted my traumatic ghost dream as well. And um, a similar thing, but I was at the cricket club and there'd been a car crash on the far side of the pitch and the car had hit a tree. And the ghosts like came out of the car of the people that had died in this crash and like made their way over the pitch. In and we were all in the cricket club and they were trying to get in the cricket club. And like it's just traumatic of them trying to sneak under the door and things like that. And I just vividly remember and I had it probably at least five times in my childhood.
1: Henry Two Fingers.
0: Two Fingers came in with this
1: imagine if you hadn't seen a little bit about those being dreams and then you just listen to those two audio messages your two dreams and you're like these are things that Kate and Alex are actually recounting as having happened like wow, wow scary dreams I used to have one when I was um I was like rolled up into a ball and bounced around by ghosts like I was like the object of the game um, very scary very sad dream <laughs> I think it was the fact he just like rolled up into a ball. <laughs> and
0: just really like we were really sad about our dreams and really traumatized. And H was obviously really traumatized by this and we found it so funny.
1: Just bounced around by ghosts. It's like crack the egg on a trampoline. Yeah.
0: And I, I had in my head that these these ghosts must have been quite happy to be playing a game with him. And he was like, no, 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 <laughs> they weren't. They were they were mean ghosts. Mm-hmm.
1: But the way you said it, it sounds like it was great. Roll <laughs> <laughs> the pinnacle of ball has bounced around by ghosts. Oh, I'd love to hear everyone else's traumatic ghost stories though. Yeah,
0: send them us them in. Speaking of everyone else. Yeah. You done with your sticking out?
1: Well, I've, I've I've actually got a little quiz for you. Oh, all right, okay. So you played a lot of cricket this year, England Women, more so than usual. Yeah. So I've got a one-off question for you. And you either win or you don't win. Okay. How many balls did England women bowl this international summer? What? Why is anyone
0: mm-hmm. going to want to hear me try and work that out? Because people do. This is like Stephen Finn all over again. Right. All together, England women's cricketers. Yeah. Right, well, I saw a stat the other day on Hypercourse Twitter account that Sophie Eccleston bowled, bowled the most and she bowled 860-odd or something then. Saw that, so many. I mean, 820 of them were in the test match. So <laughs> then Sivir was next. And then me and Catherine, I think, weren't too far behind Sivir, which actually I thought was quite impressive by me because I've not played any T20s, so bowled a lot of balls. Um, right, I need to get my calculator out because I'm terrible at maths. I'm gonna use Sophie as the average. So I'm gonna say the average is six fifty per bowler times five minimum plus.
1: You're just like plus twenty.
0: Yeah, literally. Way. I'm gonna say, I think I'm I'm really undercooked here, but I'm gonna say four thousand three hundred and twenty. You've overcooked
1: massively. Four thousand and thirty-four. Look at my calculator. Well, so why did you add three hundred when your calculator Literally says four thousand fifty.
0: My answer four thousand and fifty, and I gave. I just I thought I'd add some on because I thought I'll have undercooked it. So you got, it oh, right. you've got to give me a point for that. That is ridiculously close.
1: That is really close, but you got it wrong because you, <laughs> you added. No, something. I'm having that right
0: because look at that four thousand and fifty. <laughs> Yeah, but
1: you... <laughs> you didn't say that.
0: Yeah, because I was just overestimating. Do you know how I got to this number? <laughs> oh my God. This is going to be like on countdown where you've got to show you're working now. So Sophie bowled 800, and I reckon I bowled close to 500. So I was like, go middle of the road, 650, times it by five, five ballers per yeah. game. And then that's, there was that. And then I added on 400 for the Charlie Deans, Maddie Villiers. People who've kind of played, but not. <laughs> and then I added on another four hundred, and then that was the number I got. And I didn't. And then say you it out added loud. another
1: four hundred for the segment. <laughs> and I didn't say it out loud. Well pleased oh. with that. Yeah, but you got it wrong. Uh-uh. Ah. Well, thanks for that. That was my little fun
0: game of the Love week. A little bit of mental math at nine PM because you had a nap. I
1: want, yeah, wanted to do how many balls as Kate Crossbold this summer, but in all honesty, I just couldn't be asked working it out.
0: Right, nice, thanks. Shall we pick an umpire and go upstairs?
1: I couldn't think of anything better than going upstairs with an umpire right now. Let's go with Paul Pollock. or Ian Pollard, or, or whoever. Kim and Pollard. Go. <laughs> Dwayne Bravo.
0: Paul Pollard, we're going upstairs with you. Lucky you. So I'm going to start with our Twitter DMs because I opened them up today saying that we wanted some embarrassing stories, we wanted some advice to give out because we love that. The first one that we got is from someone called Ross and it says, cricket loving person here seeking single lady. (laughs) Berkshire area. Unless Alex and Kate want to slum it with an average Joe. <laughs> what? So I think this is a pr- <laughs> proposal to go on a date with him. Unless there's someone in the Berkshire area who wants to go out with a cricket loving person.
1: Hang on a minute. Is he using us as like a Tinder? I think so, yeah. Which, I've, yeah,
0: I'm not sure is appropriate really. But you never know. If someone gets married is on the back of the podcast. a question? No, just that. I just want to find someone.
1: Oh, right. Oh, well, Ross, I hope you find a lovely lady. Good luck. Let us know. Keep in touch. You got any more?
0: Loads more, Al. There's lo- you open your DMs and everyone slides in. I should have opened mine years ago. Do you want to go, though?
1: Yeah, I'll go and flick on our emails. Hi, Alex and Kate, or Kate and Alex, whichever way around you read. Whichever way around it's being read. Hope you're both well. I've been a fan of the pod since series two. Having started listening after Hartley's viral moment with the headphone microphone when she couldn't get it in because it was too hard. <laughs> Throwback. Oh my God, I forgot about that. It's been a brilliant summer of cricket and the comms on the fifth ODI at Canterbury was a great way to finish. My favourite commentator, Henry, and my favourite summariser, Hartley, commentating while my favourite batter, Tammy Beaumont, gets 100 and my favourite bowler, Kate Cross, reaches 50 wickets. Crossy. Is also my joint favourite England international alongside Chris Wokes. Nice. On a more serious note, I'd like to thank you both for the past 18 months or so. It's been a tough time for everybody and I'm no exception. Having had a bit of a breakdown last year and still struggling most days with depression, anxiety and insomnia, you two have helped me a lot. In interviews on comms on the podcast, you've not been shy about discussing mental health and how it affects you and how you get through the dark times. Just as important, on the field, you've done everything with such a sense of joy and while you clearly take your career seriously, you don't take it that serious and you always make it look and sound like you're having so much fun and enjoying yourself. Even when things weren't great on the field during the 100 or the second half of the Rachel, Ho and Lottie competition, you looked like you were still always having fun, always playing with the smiles on your faces and never giving up. Put all of that together, it's just so inspirational, to be honest. I do have questions about bowling actions. Watching Crossy Bowl, she reminded me a lot like Alan Donald. So I was wondering, who did influence your bowling action? Was it modelled on somebody or is it just something that you developed naturally with somebody coaching you? And similarly for Hartley, how did you end up with your bowling action and have you ever hit an umpire? (laughs) You get asked that a lot, don't you? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so did you model your bowling action off anyone or was it just you?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I remember... I've changed my bowling action in the last couple of years Um, and I that wasn't really modelled on anyone. I don't know. I don't think I ever did model it on someone. I obviously watched a lot of cricket on the TV and tried to emulate what I was watching, but I didn't have a specific bowler other than Andrew Flintoff that I love watching, but I don't bowl anything think, like him.
1: I think it, it, like bowling is just something that you do naturally because it's such an unnatural movement. You can't copy somebody. That is definitely
0: going to be in the no context Hartley quote. Bowling is so unnatural, it's just something that you naturally do. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. But yeah, it's an yeah. unnatural movement and you have to find your own way of doing it that's comfortable.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I have hit umpires with my bowling action because if they don't stand where I ask them to, they get hit in the midriff or the chest region. And sometimes when they don't move, I may or may not do it on purpose. <laughs> Finally, I'm with Crossy on dipping paninis in sauce and with Hartley biting ice creams. Completely agreed that the more women's matches should be played in the North and can't believe it didn't happen this year. Also need more test matches. Delighted that Hartley will be on comms for the Bob Willis final. And Crossy, happy birthday for next week, this week, last week, depending on when you read this email.
0: (laughs) We're We're on top of things if we're doing it the week before.
1: I know, so... Um, yeah great email that actually
0: lovely really nice email and sorry to hear that you've had a tough time and I know we bang on about this so much on the pod but we feel like we get a lot of that feedback and we get a lot of people getting in touch with how tough they found the pandemic it is completely normal you are allowed to have good days you're allowed to have bad days you've got to ride the wave haven't you and you've got to keep doing the things that you know help you even if it's the last thing you want to do
1: And do something every single day that makes you smile like Just recording a, in a podcast pick. Yes.
0: This is back into RDMs. As the <laughs> summer of cricket comes to an end, mental, by the way, that we've finished this season.
1: I summed, right, this is how I summed up this summer to my big boss, Adam Alford. I said, it's gone really, really fast, but also felt like it's gone on forever.
0: It's gone really fast, and it feels like it's gone on forever, but we have done so much in it. Yeah. It's like how how we packed all our cricket into the last three months is beyond me. Yeah, mental. Absolutely mental. What has been your favourite moment of the summer? Wow. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Do you? Yeah. Go on. The first night of the 100.
1: Do you know what? That's up there. That That is up there. But my actual favourite part of the summer, I wasn't involved in. It was at the Oval. And Ravi (laughs) Bapara dived to stop a cricket ball and his trousers (laughs) fell down. (laughs) And he had these white budgie smugglers on. Oh, no. And that, ladies and gents, was my favourite part of the summer because it's something that hardly ever happens. And when it does, it's the funniest thing ever.
0: It is brilliant when it does happen. My favourite part of the summer, I literally for the first time in my life, has got I've got loads to pick from. Um, yeah. But I think it would be the night out that we had after the 100 in Nottingham. We all went out as a Manchester Originals crew and we were so hungover when we recorded the podcast the next day, but it was just one of the best nights that I've ever had. It was amazing yeah. and I'd do it all again if I could. And I'm never going to be able to replicate that night ever again because those no. people will never be in that situation again.
1: No, that we were saying that on the night that group of people never all play for Manchester Originals again, all together. But do you know what? Crossy, like the whole summer has been. There's obviously been some low lights, but it's, this year's been a massive highlight.
0: Yeah, I like. I was um. I saw Adam Collins last night on um after Canterbury after our game, and he was talking to me, and he said, "Oh, you must be so pleased with your summer." And I said to him, and it sounds so strange for me to say this, but I feel like I've had my breakout year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turning 30 which is mental <laughs> because I should have done this when I was like 23 24
1: but yeah but you played cricket in such a strange time as well yeah. like Catherine and Anya just opening the ball and Jenny gun like you just have to wait for all those people to disappear yeah,
0: yeah maybe but yeah it's just it's honestly it's been incredible hasn't it like I'm gonna i'll tell my kids about 2021 and how much we got up to and what we did and also and the cricket (laughs) and also the podcast like i feel like the podcast has become such a bigger part of our lives this year obviously because we're on the bbc but i sent you that thing the other day we got advertised in between the one show and pointless the other day me and you
1: how good is that what is happening I mean, I'm really proud of us for this podcast.
0: So am I. Really proud of us. And I even had a little bit of merchandise with me on this back end of the tour, so I was, um, got that in as many photos as I could.
1: Yeah, and that's good for you. You got another one? Yeah, always. Hi, Kate and Alex. I'm confused, and here's why. I heard you both say on your truly excellent podcast previously that women's cricket don't play enough cricket and probably spend too much time training, especially in contrast with the men. However, as we have now completed 2021 season, I've seen a few folk on social media state that the women must be knackered given all the international and regional cricket that has gone on. And one or two have speculated that this is why we've seen so many batting collapses from the top middle order in recent weeks, both international and regionally. More importantly, I don't recall seeing any player actually say this. Obviously, it's been far from a normal season, both with ongoing COVID team management scenarios, bubbles, etc., and the introduction of the hundred tournament. But has it been too much cricket? Given you both have done double duty as commentators throughout the summer, as well as playing, you both must be truly knackered. Seriously, watch your take? Tim, one of the USA listeners, Southwest Florida, in my case.
0: I actually have a lot to say on this. Um, and we, we've always said in the past, haven't we, that we train too much and don't play enough. And this year has been the anomaly because we've actually played more cricket because of the regional set up and the fact there's the Rachel Hay of Link Trophy and the Charlotte Edwards Cup but internationally we've had two tours which not that unusual no. but it's been the 100 that it's not necessarily the volume of the cricket we've probably played four four more games than we would have done if we were playing in the Super League but it was the intensity of that tournament Yeah, that was like international cricket that was like a World Cup you know the, yeah
1: that I was gonna say that that was bigger than international cricket as in the intensity of it.
0: Yeah that was like a its own mini tournament wasn't it that was so it was kind of thrust on us because we didn't know what to expect but that was mentally draining in itself and normally when we would have preparation for international series so like we went into the New Zealand series after the hundred we'd normally have 10 days or so there was literally yeah. like a three week a three day gap sorry where you were at home and then you were prepping to go into the the next series. So it kind of all came really thick and fast, which I think is brilliant. And it's not that we're, there's been too much cricket, but we're just not used to the volume of cricket yet.
1: Yeah, there's definitely not been too much cricket. It's what we've been after for years and years and years. Playing weekly consistently is what we want to be doing. But we're just not used to it.
0: And the other thing, which I'm never going to be able to portray this, unless you lived with us in the bubble. But the the COVID environments that we've lived in this summer are mentally draining. And I, I genuinely, I was talking to the guy who does the content in our England squad last night about this. And a couple of um, the partners have been in the bubble for the last couple of weeks. And they're the only people who are genuinely going to know what it feels like to live in that, you know, that restriction when there's no restriction anywhere else and how yeah. mentally tiring it is to not be able to get away and do the things that you normally do to get yourself away from cricket.
1: So it hit me last night when one of the players turned around and went, whoa, I feel like I'm on day release. Yeah. Like and we were in a
0: really crap club in Canterbury. Like
1: full of breakfast. It's full of week.
0: Yeah. But it's been so I remember using a like, manufactured is probably the only word that I can think of to describe what the bubbles have been like. And honestly, everyone who doesn't play professional sport argues that they probably could. Like yeah. everyone has got their two penneth to put in about performances and how they would do things. And it's so easy from the side. Until you're in that, you can't explain it. Then you add the COVID bubble on top of it and the fatigue that that brings and not being able to see. If, like, I got to hug my mum and dad on Saturday for the first time in four weeks.
1: Yeah, mental.
0: And then the first time that I got to hug them in that was before the 100. Yeah. So, like, the, the the sacrifices that everyone has made this summer to play sport, I think I mentioned it on the pod a couple of weeks ago, but it kind of gets forgotten about because there's live sport on telly again.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like I'm being quite preachy here, but. It is. it been Preach a great it, incident. sister. Preach it. Preach to the congregation. Um, but yeah. I'm trying to do an American act, but it won't come out. We are tired, but we've, we've, yeah. not, we've not pretended that we're not tired. We've all yeah. kind of admitted that, and we know that we need a bit of time off, but we're going to be ready to go for the ashes again in January. So,
1: And I'll be ready to go in April. I've got loads of time off, baby. <laughs>
0: loads of time. Next one in the DMs. Can you add me on Snapchat, Alex?
1: Oh, for goodness sake.
0: That's a no. I'll go on to the next one. Wait, hang on.
1: Hang on. I've not said no.
0: I have. (laughs) You're not giving out your Snapchat on here. A question for you. I lead girls cricket coaching at my club and love it. What's the one main thing that you would want me to instill in the girls? Obviously love for the game, but specifically for girls.
1: Enjoyment. Keep them interested. Keep them engaged that's three things I know, but it all comes into one for me. Yeah. I think girls can quite easily get bored of, it's so all Can boys, but of cricket. It, it's not a game where everyone's involved at the same time. Yeah. It's one of those where your bowler and your batter are involved and that's it. But if you there's a way to keep everybody engaged, everybody having fun. That will keep people in the game.
0: Yeah. I think my thing would be, now, certainly around like the visibility that we've had in the 100. But like show, show them how powerful it can be to be a female athlete and how cool it can be. Because when I was a kid, it wasn't cool. Playing cricket was not cool. And being oh, a girl who played cricket certainly wasn't cool. But now I feel like it's changing a little bit.
1: There'll
0: be girls out there that want to be Kate Cross. And there'll be girls out there that want to be Alex Hartley.
1: Which is mental, because we never had that. Absolutely not, did we?
0: But there's, yeah, the, I think the engagement thing is a big one, but the enjoyment factor has been our big thing also, hasn't it? We've said we wanted to enjoy yeah. it, win or lose, just keep enjoying what you're doing because at the end of the day, you're playing sport for a living and we're never going to be able to do this for the rest of our lives.
1: Yeah. you got any more DMs?
0: Yeah, oh, we've got loads. We, this might be something that we can keep ticking over. Maybe I'll close them tonight and then we can start again next week. Hi, Hartley. Hi, Crossy. You guys have been amazing. And congratulations, Crossy, for your 50 wickets. You guys have inspired me a lot in a way that I can still stay connected to my passion. So thanks a lot. Just one question, if you guys can answer. Can you tell us that ball during Australia and India's second ODI by Julan to Kerry was a no ball or not?
1: Yeah, I did. I
0: did as well. I watched it. We had a game, so I didn't see it live. But I watched it later, and I, I do think it was a no ball. I think it was the right call.
1: Yeah, I was watching it, and as much as I really wanted India to win, I was shouting at the telly going, it's a no-ball, it's a no-ball, just give it a no-ball. It was above the waist height, therefore it's a no-ball.
0: Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And that series was incredible, wasn't it? And we've got to mention the fact that Australia have lost their winning streak now.
1: Finally, everybody is so happy that that is over. I know. There's part of me that's a little bit sad.
0: I'm not sad at all.
1: I'm not, I mean, I'm not sad, but like 26 games in a row is so good. I was, like, I was thinking, I wonder what they can get to.
0: Do you know what? We've not got our guests this week because we've been so busy and flying around up and down the country. We've not got Swanee doing some IPL correspondence. So I thought I'd do the IPL correspondence today. And okay, the only thing that I've got to talk about in the IPL this week is that CSK beat RCB for the second time this season.
1: Brilliant. I've got and, nothing to add to that conversation.
0: Yeah, it's funny because you're so lively on Twitter all the time when it comes to RCB and then you still not replied to my tweet about you being quiet when we beat you.
1: Yeah, do you know, right, Crossy, the one day I had with my mum and didn't take my phone anywhere with me, the one day that me and Julia Hartley spent together just so happened that RCB and CSK were playing together and I had a day away from my phone and social media. Can't have a day away from your phone when the IPLs on, Al well I did and it was bliss and I didn't have to listen to you going on about CSK being brilliant I didn't and yes on. you've got a well-rounded team yes you've got you've got a well-balanced squad how's the weather I down there don't support them yeah it's hard look at me I'm getting frustrated I can tell Woody how <laughs> right let's finish
0: on this one hi both not a question but just remembered one of my favourite Specky assists hashtag Specky assists only hashtag Assist Speckies only <laughs>
1: Whichever way around it is. Yeah, whichever
0: way. We can't remember. It was from earlier this year during the white ball series for the men in India, where Chris Jordan ran about a quarter of a lap of the boundary, caught the ball, underarmed it to Jason Roy, who held the ball and just stood and laughed, knowing he was going to be the one that got the catch in the scorer's books.
1: What a catch. God, that, that was, was that this year? Are you sure that was this year? I, don't, I That feels like it was about 18 months ago. Do you know what? That's what I mean when the season's gone on forever, yeah. but it's also gone really quick. Yeah, you're right. Guys, if you want to get, get in touch, please email us on
0: no balls podcast at bbc.co.uk.
1: No balls podcast at bbc.co.uk. It's, it's so, so good. good.
0: They said they it twice. They said it
1: twice. I need to sneeze. <laughs> it won't come out. Wow. <laughs> On that guys, note. Thank you so much for listening to this absolute shambles again.
0: Hopefully we might see you live at the Manchester Apollo on Sunday evening. If you're there, chuck a spud at us. Do something. Do something.
1: Do something. It's Crossy's 30th. Take her a present. Buy her a drink. Do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's turn Tailenders live into No Ball's live. Come yeah. on, guys.
0: And if it's good enough maybe we're in the market for a tour next
1: year. Oh, you heard it here first. Whoa. Bye. Bye, everyone. And cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Hartley falls down the track Comes scoring this time. Chicken connects. It's either six or out. It's six. hey guys i'm charlie xcx now we all have our ultimate playlist right the songs we love the ones that bring back memories that represent the good times and of course get us through the not so good times join me for charlie xcx's best song ever My podcast where I'm going to interview some of my favourite people from the worlds of music, film, art and fashion. Exploring the perfect tracks for life's ultimate playlist. It's a record that makes everybody want to come to the dance floor. It's so joyous. With all the highs, lows and fascinating stories behind every single selection. Makes me break down and cry. Yeah. Because it's beautiful. Charlie XCX's best song ever. Available now on BBC Sounds. BBC Sounds. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts.